Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Wow. First off, yes, yes. But second, wow. (laughs) If I wouldn't have been seeing you kind of wave like I'm Johnny Carson and you're on, this music would just be playing without my dulcet tones over it. I didn't get the... What do you usually do? 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever the... Well, and, that's, get me in the right state and I of guess mind. this is kind of a tease. I'm opening up a lot of audio over here. My headphones weren't plugged into the uh, to the ah, console here. To so, know that the... so I couldn't hear. And so once I did that, then the music started playing. So I gave you the affirmative point. I, and, and from my wonderful years of Emmy Award winning and Edward R. Murrow Award winning television, I knew what that meant. Today's program is going to be perhaps the first and last of its kind on Balloon Party. And I don't really know what caused me to do this. I I prepared for the show. Big time, yeah. Which meant Jackson has been cutting up audio. And this is a program that I don't care if you are 23 or 83. And anything in between. Mm. I have a feeling you're going to have a a visceral, emotional reaction multiple times to what you are about to hear, more so than your normal uh, blood-scorching hate for what goes on here between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. Yeah, I think the the visceral reaction is going to be the same. It's just going to be... Not directed toward us. Which is wonderful. What a nice treat. So here's the backstory. And dig in. Dig in. I'm buckled up. I can't wait to do the show. Fire it up. Here's what we got. So Martin Kilcoin, who was uh, co-host of The Morning Grind with me back when we started what is now TMA uh, in 2004, uh, and many people would know him. He's on with Randy and Carrie a couple weeks ago. And, of course, from uh, Fox 2 as the sports director. He's been the sports director for like 20-plus years. Sick talented. One of the most. If I am uh, doing my Mount Rushmore of talented people in St. Louis Martin Kilcoin is absolutely on the Mount Rushmore. He's outstanding. And I have been very fortunate to work with a lot of talented and quality people, and I, and I say that with uh, the greatest of sincerity. And the, my reason is, first off, it's the quickest wit. Secondly, uh, I talked about this with Joe Strauss, Credible Descent, the late, great Joe Strauss. Because a lot of people oftentimes can dissent, especially now with social media and everybody and their brother has a podcast, but is it Credible Descent? Right. So Martin can be a credible dissenter, and he doesn't care. He'll say if he thinks something's unpopular uh, or if he thinks it's the way that it is, even if his opinion's unpopular, and I I respect that a great deal. I, I think it is, relatively speaking, rare in St. Louis. So th- those are my reasonings. I'm not, I'm not here to manually service Martin Kilcoin. I do that off air. <laughs> but here is the reason why we got into today's program, which here is, here is my headline for our audience today. And I, I, my guess is this is going to turn into a podcast that people go like, I never listened to that show before, but they're going to go listen to it after. What you are about to hear are the voices of Dan Deerdorf, who is on Martin Kilcoin's podcast, which is why I was talking about Martin. Uh, and this was recent. And then 
what Dan Deardorff said regarding the football Cardinals exit and the Rams exit then led to me going back into interviews I did, one-on-one interviews in studio with the county executive at that time, Gene McNary, and the mayor of St. Louis, the city of St. Louis at that time, Vince Shamel, who I believe served for 12 years. And you are about to hear not only two sides of a story from the mayor gives one side of a story and the county executive gives another side of the story with regard to the big reds exit you are also about to find out and some of you may know this or you may know about one of the teams but you are about to find out two teams from two leagues that st louis has zero representation in now who have won I think 12 championships, if I'm doing the math off the fly, yeah, since Shamo left office. 11 or 12, yeah. Okay. Combined. Yep. Who were either on their way to St. Louis or called the mayor asking to come to St. Louis. And you're going to hear it in their own words. And that is about to come your way here over the next hour. It is a different kind of balloon party. There is preparation. I'll be real candid with you. Not that you didn't know it before. That's eh, not usually something I do. I come in, I talk, and wherever it goes, it goes. I've been doing it for a couple of decades, and I realize most of you don't necessarily enjoy it, but, you know, that's what we do. But in this case, yesterday afternoon, once I heard, I was just listening to Martin's podcast with Deerdorf, and, and I heard some of the things Deerdorf said, and I go, well, what he's saying, I actually have the, the evidence of and I think it would be good for people to hear. So then I go back and I listen to my interview with McNary, which is on my podcast. You can go back and listen to its entirety. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Just type in Tim McKernan, Gene McNary, and it'll be there. And then my interview with Mayor Shamel, Vince Shamel, and then I'm listening to all that. And as I'm listening to him, I'm going, oh, I forgot he said some of that because it's been since 2018. But it all pieces together for what has taken place with the St. Louis sports scene. And the bottom line is this, which will kind of freak people out. And maybe it may explain why I am at this moment the way I am with regards to St. Louis and our current landscape with teams. And that is I hate to see what has happened. I hate to see getting excited about minor league kind of stuff. I hate to see Nashville passing us. Louisville passing us, Indianapolis passing us, because the reality is, at one time, this was not just a a great American city, it was a world-class city, and I believe that in order to get there, you have to visualize it, and you also have to have great leadership, And, and so to settle is not necessarily in my DNA, and then to kind of just tickle ourselves and go, oh, look, everything's fine, when in reality, deep down, we know that's not the case. So... What you're going to find out is St. Louis could have, of course, continued to have a great Major League Baseball franchise and an NHL franchise. But what you're about to hear is St. Louis not only could have had an NFL franchise and not an expansion one, but also an NBA franchise. And you will hear it in the words from the people who were involved with the NBA, the NBA teams, and the NFL teams, and how it all came to pass, and then why the football Cardinals left. You are going to hear it all. I think the one soundbite 
that will be the perfect tease is the one we played on TMA at about 9.47 this morning, Jackson. So you know which one I'm going to? Because yep. you're, you're a key part of this symphony today is hitting the right sound bites because we have about 20 of them. Yep. This is my interview with Gene McNary. This will be the tease that we will go into the story coming up in the next segment, but this is the one that I will play in this segment. Go ahead. Let's say that Vince Shamel doesn't get that call from the city bankers, the utilities, and he does back your plan for where Riverport is now. Do you think the Cardinals are still in St. Louis? Absolutely. It's Gene McNary. You will hear the details on what transpired, how it then led to another NFL franchise, how it then led to an NBA franchise, and what was about to happen in St. Louis over the next 45 minutes. Buckle up, Jackson. Buckle up, baby. I know you want to talk about KD to the Suns, and we'll do that off air. We'll have a wonderful lunch at Groan's Cafeteria. Sounds fun. Where everybody's talking NBA. (laughs) But today on this program, we're going to dig deep. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Balloon Party, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. My name is Tim McKernan, and that's Action Jackson, and we're on 101 ESPN. And uh, it's like Mr. Drummond before uh, Different Strokes. Jackson, uh, award-winning show from the 1980s. Right, right. And he came on to let people know about uh, Arnold's, uh, of course, Gary Coleman, uh, good friend uh, Dudley, and he ran into a situation with uh, Gordon Jump's character at a bike shop. Uh, and, and Conrad Bain came on and said, today is a very special edition of Different Strokes. Mm. And he sat and he stared the audience in the eyes. And that's what I'm doing to you today. This is a very special edition of Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura. And you're about to hear things that you probably weren't aware of directly from the people who were involved. And I'm just going to give you a little warning on the front end. If you don't want to get depressed, don't listen. You've been warned. Uh, Guys, I actually know this story, and I am glad you are telling it. So many in St. Louis have no idea. You cannot make this stuff up. That's from the 573. I wonder how much this person knows. Because honestly, I didn't know about any. when When I was sitting with Gene McNary, the county executive at the time of the 1980s, and Vince Shamel at the time, I was, I actually was like putting my head on, and they had to go like, oh, this, this guy's disturbed. <laughs> so let's get into it. No, no need to delay. We have an hour. We got to maximize the hour. Dan Deardorff appeared on Martin Kilcoin's podcast, and uh, Martin was discussing uh, the football Cardinals, kind of the big red glory days. And then he got into the Cardinals exiting and how it compared and contrasted to the Rams' exit. And here is what the Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff had to say on Martin Kilcoin's podcast, which is the Kilcoin Conversation. St. Louis uh, completely bungled and mismanaged uh, the football Cardinals. Um, you know, part of it was uh, Bill Bidwell not being a popular figure, but that we were foolish. As a city, as a community, we were foolish and naive in thinking that if the Cardinals left, oh, Anheuser-Busch will get us another team. Uh, It it was really incredibly naive on our part. 
Deardorff goes on to say in that conversation that 95% of the reason St. Louis no longer has the football Cardinals is because of us. Martin then asked him about the Rams leaving, and Deardorff goes on to say there was nothing St. Louis could have done to keep that from happening once Kroenke had control. Um, now, I, not that anybody would believe it, but just for the purpose of quote-unquote telling the other side of the story, I point-blank asked Kevin Demoff in a phone conversation. This wasn't like in an interview where he was, you know, doing what he did. <laughs> uh, and I said, a lot of people say that if you guys, you know, once Stan exercises right of first refusal, you guys were gone. He goes, it's not true. He goes, I understand people don't believe it, but our thought was the clause in the lease allowed us the opportunity to leave, but... We either got a world-class facility built here, or we would have the flexibility to leave. And we were hoping what could happen here is what happened in Indianapolis once they had Peyton Manning, and they wound up building Lucas Oil Field, and it led to a rejuvenation of that area. Uh, and they, their hope was that Sam Bradford would be Peyton Manning. I realize now that sounds like a joke, right? but that's what his explanation was. Believe it, don't believe it, I don't really give a damn, I'm just telling you what the man told me. So there you hear Dan Deardorff saying that about St. Louis screwing it up. But... He points out that the county executive at the time, Gene McNary, was on the right track. Here is what he has to say. The guy who had the right idea was Gene McNary, who was the um, county executive at the t- and and he wanted to build the Cardinals an open air stadium out in Earth City, and everybody laughed at him and uh, got no cooperation from the city government whatsoever, and uh, they all but showed Bill Bidwell the door, and it's the reason we don't have a franchise today. It was incredibly short-sighted by the political powers that be in St. Louis at the time. So you hear a damning comment from a Hall of Fame St. Louis football cardinal there as to what took place. The thing about it is, now you're about to hear details of what took place, except you're going to hear conflicting accounts. First off, Gene McNary and Dan Deardorff, as you will hear over the course of today's show, are for the most part in lockstep as to what took place. Vince Shamel uh, has a different version of it, um, but also adds some, some detail and some color. Uh, that you will hear. The only thing that Dan Deardorff said right there that Gene McNary says is different is that it was not going to be an open-air stadium. Here is former St. Louis County Executive Gene McNary talking about St. Louis and the effort to build a domed stadium. This is by uh, by one um, at the site where you now know it, most St. Louis and still call it, Riverport Amphitheater. I tried to keep the football Cardinals, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted and, to get into that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and we could have done it. Schroeder did a feasibility study, uh, and we we were in a position, it, that was Riverport, where we would build a dome stadium. It was going to be a dome stadium. Yeah, okay. it was going to be domed because we needed another franchise. We needed either a basketball franchise or a hockey franchise. And, and I'd worked it out. They were willing to uh, sell the Blues for $26 million, But the, the advantage was 
we felt that we could do it without any tax dollars because we were Riverport was floodplain, and uh, we had a road that had gone in there that served as a levee. And and if we build another levee, which was going to happen, then we've opened up this vast area of revenue-producing property. Mm -hmm. And that led to the feeling and the the bottom line that we could live off of those revenues. It would be all privately owned and no tax dollars going into it. So they've got it done. They've got the location. And they've got the interest of the Cardinals, the football Cardinals. This is about the football Cardinals and what went on. And then we're going to get into another NFL team and an NBA team. Um, So Gene McNary tells the story of he and the mayor, Vince Schamel, uh, flying back to St. Louis and the conversations they were having about keeping the Cardinals in St. Louis. Schamel too. Shamel and I had flown to Jeff City to testify on something, and on a plane going back, we both knew that Bidwell was talking about leaving. And I said, Vince, find a place in the city, and let's try to keep that team here. And he he said he would, and I said, I'll support you. And then he came back to me, and he said, we can't do it. We just don't have a site that will do anything but take away businesses that we've got. And he said he would support me. Well, then we went out and did a site uh, study, and there were about six sites, and the most obvious was Riverport, and came back with that plan, and, and Vince was for it. And so we're ready to go. It couldn't be in the city. They couldn't find a site in the city limits because here in St. Louis, we have our city, we have our county with, uh, what is it, Jackson, 7,231 municipalities. I think that's the number, Ballpark, give or, give yeah. or take. Uh, sometimes some uh, go away. Sometimes new ones just develop on your way on 170 to the airport. It's amazing. Oh, I'm in a new city. It was three seconds ago I was in a different city. And, uh, and, and the board of aldermen is smaller, but the salaries are increasing. It's wonderful. So they can't do it in the city of St. Louis, but they decide, okay, I will back you, and we will build it in the county. The plan is going forward. There is going to be a new football stadium for the St. Louis football Cardinals, and either the Blues will play there or an NBA team will play there as well. It will be a domed stadium, not open air. And then Gene McNary gets a phone call from Mayor Vince Shamel. And then city utilities and some corporations and banks decided that they couldn't let that happen. And so Vince called me and he said, I'll meet you down at MAC. We went had a private room and he said, I got to renege. I said, no, you don't. He said, well, they told me that if I might as well kiss my political career goodbye if I did this because the city couldn't stand it. And so I said, well, I mean, you're big enough and you're going to run statewide. You can do it. But he, he felt as though he couldn't. And so he, then he came out against it. And then that leads to this question, which I asked of Gene McNary. This is soundbite five, Jackson. Let's say that Vince Shamel doesn't get that call from the city bankers, the utilities, and he does back your plan for where Riverport is now. 
do you think the Cardinals are still in St. Louis? Absolutely. So that phone call that Gene McNary received as county executive from the mayor of the city of St. Louis at that moment was what, when it gets down to it, killed the St. Louis football Cardinals in St. Louis and sent them on their way to Phoenix. Uh, McNary and I continue to converse, and uh, this is Soundbite 6. He elaborates, and he said, you know, in fairness, there was another piece to the puzzle that kind of came in that shows it just wasn't political. Uh, There also became a groundswell from St. Louis City businesses that pissed off Bill Bidwell. Take a listen. But here's one other factor. You say would it have, and I said absolutely. I'm not sure that, that that's right. Because Bidwell got mad, these same banks and utilities downtown uh, told him they weren't going to buy his skyboxes, and, and that's did, when he—that's when he kind of blew up and right. said he was going to leave. Why did they say they weren't going to buy his skyboxes if he had moved out to Riverport? Yeah. Oh, so they really played a large role in this. That was hardball. Yeah. Yeah. So once the city business leaders—and this wasn't, of course, everybody who had a business in the city limits of St. Louis. But there was a thing called civic progress. And once some of the members of civic progress and some who weren't made it clear that if the football team were going to build their stadium outside of the city limits, as if it doesn't count because we're so divided, right? that they will no longer buy the luxury suites, as Gene McNary calls them their skyboxes. And so Bidwell got pissed off about that, and then that expedited the process, in addition to the fact that now there wasn't going to be this building. So that's what Gene McNary had to say. What you will hear on the other side of the commercial break is what the mayor of St. Louis at that time, Vince Shamel, has to say. And he gives a different account of what took place in what he says Bill Bidwell told him will make you not believe that. And then in addition... Once he hears this from Bill Bidwell, he begins the process of trying to bring another team here. And then, in our final segment of today's very special edition of the Mungana St. Louis Acura Balloon Party, you will hear how the NBA nearly made a reappearance in St. Louis and find out just which franchise it was, literally calling the mayor, asking to come to St. Louis. That is coming your way in the second half of Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you to the top of the hour. It's Balloon Party, driven by St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. So in the first half of today's very special edition of the show, uh, you heard from Dan Deerdorf, courtesy of Martin Kilcoin's podcast, The Kilcoin Conversation, which I would recommend subscribing to, by the way. And uh, Gene McNary, the former St. Louis County executive who was a guest on my podcast, The Tim McKernan Show. And uh, Gene McNary told the story that I will summarize here that uh, St. Louis, both the city and the county, as he, the mayor, Vince Shamel, and Gene McNary had agreed on using the site that is now Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, more commonly known by many, just like Highway 40 is not Interstate 64. Hollywood Casino Amphitheater is more often Riverport, would be the site of a new dome stadium that would house at least the St. Louis football Cardinals and either the Blues, which they were trying to acquire from Harry Ornest, 
or an NBA team. But either way, two teams are going to play there, and it was going to be structured, and we don't have this part of the sound, but McNary told me this in our conversation, similar to, I think it's called GM Place in Vancouver, which, if you've been there, it kind of looks like the Superdome from the outside. At least when I saw it, that's what it reminded me of. But they can structure it in ways to host a football game or to close it down to make it more of an intimate setting. Not as vast as the Dome was when it hosted the Final Four, but it can be reconfigured. Like the Carrier Dome for Syracuse. Uh, that, yeah, there you go. Nice little example, except I think it can host, I don't know how many people, ask slow to people. Point being, the football Cardinals didn't want to share a building with the St. Louis Cardinals, and Bill Bidwell was talking about moving. Gene McNary gave his side of the story, and his side of the story is they had agreed on this, Mayor Shamel and County Executive McNary, and they were ready to go. They were going to build the building. The Cardinals were going to stay here, and St. Louis continued to have a football team, and at the very least, the Cardinals and Blues, and maybe an NBA team as well, which you were about to hear about momentarily. However, businesses, also known as Civic Progress, in St. Louis in the 1980s, according to McNary, called Vince Shamel, who was the mayor, and had made it clear he was planning on running uh, for statewide office, and let him know that if he allowed the football team to move outside of the city limits, and I'm not talking about Phoenix, I'm talking about St. Louis County, that his political career would be over. And therefore, Vince Shamel called McNary, said, we got to meet. They go in downtown, they meet at the MAC, and McNary finds out from Shamel that Shamel says, I can no longer support the building being built outside of the city limits. That's Gene McNary's story. It's only fair if we give both sides of the story. Here is Vince Shamel telling me on my podcast when he knew that Bill Bidwell was gone and it has nothing to do with what Gene McNary's side of the story is. The day I I knew that the Cardinals were going to leave was about actually two and a half years before they actually left. But I was in a conversation with some people from Civic Progress, the major companies in town, and we sort of did the broad strokes of what deal could be put together. And then I went and met with Bill Bidwell. And I laid out that we could do this, we could do this. You said you need this, we'll do this, we'll do this. We get the enemy. He said that sounds that sounds pretty good. He said that. He said now one caveat. I'm not going to allow any beer to be sold in the stadium. Okay. Now I didn't mention any names as to where the money came from, but he knew where the money was coming from. <laughs> uh, and and. I said, well, okay, well, I'll take that. But, I mean, that was just, that was a condition that had never been mentioned before. But he he just, he didn't want to be here. And uh, so when he told me that there was going to be no beer sold there, that's when I started looking for another football team. So there is Mayor Shamel's perspective on what took place. It didn't matter in his version of the story. And I don't want to say version because it makes it sound like I don't believe it. I don't know what's true. I'm letting you hear their own words. Um, But from his perspective, it didn't matter what St. Louis did. Bill Bidwell was out the door. That's Mayor Shamel's perspective. And play soundbite five. Here is his reasoning as to why Bill Bidwell did not like St. Louis. And I think he touches on this, too. He didn't like Gussie Bush, the owner of the baseball Cardinals. Bill Bidwell would be here. 
Why don't you think he wanted to be here? Yeah, it has to do. I think it has to do with some personalities. I mean, if you know Bill, he's not a big, robust personality. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with maybe the uh, corporate attitude of St. Louis at the time. I mean, there was, uh, I don't know how else to put it, he, he didn't feel loved, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it was... Was it because love was going toward the baseball Cardinals? Well, they were owned by Anheuser-Busch. Right. You know, you got, you yeah. got, you know, and then you got Bill Bidwill, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and they're different personalities, yeah. and they bring different things to the table, and... You know, overall, I think the community and the community leadership, and I think the fans, looked at Anheuser-Busch and the Cardinals as... The baseball. Yeah, baseball Cardinals as a combined entity that was giving to the community. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I think Bidwell got became viewed as a guy who was trying to extract something from the community. Mm -hmm. So there's Mayor Shamel's perspective on why Bidwell wanted out never felt like he was welcomed here. And you heard Mayor Shamel say once he heard from Bill Bidwell that essentially in his mind, no matter what they did, he wasn't going to stay here because at the end of their meeting, he said, oh, by, by the way, Vince, one more thing. You can't sell beer at the stadium. Right. Vince Shamel said, I knew I needed to start looking for another football team. And now we get into the chapter of that which many may not be aware of. And I'm sure some are aware of it. You know about the football Cardinals leaving. You know some about what happened with what was supposed to be the St. Louis franchise that then became the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you, of course, know about the Rams situation. But here is a brief chapter that St. Louis was using to either get another team that was established and wound up having a really good 21st century or using it to leverage the NFL to make sure that St. Louis got one of the two NFL expansion teams. Here is Mayor Vince Shamel on what Plan B became after Bill Bidwell told him he wasn't going to sell beer at his stadium. You know, I got an option to purchase the New England Patriots, and uh, I assigned it. I paid $10 for it. And uh, where do you get these? Yeah, well, you get these online somewhere. A long, complicated story. And there was a guy named Fran Murray that yes, had bought. Fran from, Murray was part of the the co-op to try and get right. the, the expansion team here. Right. Seven years later, eight years later. And so, so the plan was that we get the New England Patriots, and the the NFL could not meet their TV contract obligations if there wasn't a team playing in New England, and so. I got this option from Fran. We then, uh, I gave it or assigned it to a guy named Jim Orthwine, who was one of the Anheuser-Busch family, had plenty of money, and I think he bought it for $68 million in 19, would have been 91, I think. So the day I leave office, as I said before, there were about 490 flights out of Lambert that day, and... The New England Patriots were owned by a St. Louis citizen, and there were four expansion teams coming up. Now, you would think that somehow that gets sorted out. They, he didn't want to move the Patriots. They, the NFL didn't want him to move the Patriots. He just wanted a team. 
Now, when you say he just wanted a team, he, who's he, he? He being Jim Orthwine. Okay. He just wanted a team. Jerry Clinton was his partner. Mm-hmm. We had worked out some stuff in October about how they would split that ownership. I was still in office in October. I left in April. And I don't know, about 60 days before they awarded the expansion clubs, Jim Orthwine sold the Patriots to uh, to Kraft. And then we didn't get an expansion team. And I don't know, uh, Jim's deceased. I, I, I never talked to him about it. I never asked him what happened. I was out of office. It was none of my business at that point. Uh, but uh, we should have had an NFL team that would have been locally owned, and we'd be fine. That's Mayor Vince Shamel on my podcast, The Tim McKernan Show. And now you hear what should have been a position of invincible leverage for St. Louis, how it fell through the cracks. You may have heard about the financial disputes with Jerry Clinton, Fran Murray, and how the expansion team went south. And if you've been around long enough, you probably recall the Jim Orthwine Patriots thing. But the whole angle was, ah, the Patriots probably aren't going to be leaving a city as big as Boston in that region. Um, but we'll make sure that we have that gun pointed at the NFL's head to say, well, if you don't give us a team and you award it to Baltimore was in the mix at the time, the Ravens were not there and the Colts had left in 83. Um, or Memphis was a team that was in the mix. Jacksonville wasn't even taken seriously. Uh, then, okay, maybe Jim Orthwine will move the team. So make sure we get an expansion team. Patriots can stay there. Kraft can buy them, whatever. But St. Louis gets an expansion team. That's the deal. For whatever reason, and as you hear Vince Shamel say, Jim Orthwine is no longer with us, so it's not like we can get the answer. Jerry Clinton, no longer with us. Uh, For whatever reason, 60 days beforehand, and by beforehand I mean the expansion announcement, Jim Orthwine sells the New England Patriots to the man who still owns them and has been up on stage with Roger Goodell. Uh, How many times has it been? Six. uh, Since they beat the Rams in February of 2002. Uh, Robert Kraft and St. Louis was still supposed to get an expansion team. And even though this, for me, is remedial history, for some of you, you may not remember, in Jackson's case, you weren't around when it happened, they were going to announce two teams on the same day. Well, St. Louis's house was in such disorder that they only announced Charlotte getting a team, the Carolina Panthers, and they then delayed the announcement of the second team to give St. Louis time to get its house in order. But during that grace period, St. Louis couldn't get its house in order And the franchise that was going to be the St. Louis Stallions became the Jacksonville Jaguars. The New England Patriots remain in Foxborough. The St. Louis Stallions play in Jacksonville. Now, our final twist coming up in the next segment. An NBA franchise, not an expansion franchise, an established franchise, a franchise that has won a lot of championships, was part of the mix. And this franchise and its owner called Vince Shamel, begging to come to St. Louis. You'll hear from McNary and Shamel on that coming up next. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. 
We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of today's very special edition of the Munganass St. Louis Acura Balloon Party. Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you on 101 ESPN. So, you have now heard the story from the perspective of the St. Louis City Mayor at the time, Vince Shamel, and the St. Louis County Executive at the time, Gene McNary, as to why the football Cardinals left. We have two different stories. Uh, Gene McNary saying that they had the building ready to go at where Riverport now sits, and that Vince Shamel was told by city executives, that uh, business leaders, that you cannot move the team out of the city limits of St. Louis, even though it's, I think, about a 20-minute drive from downtown if you're not going to hit traffic. Uh, and uh, and then instead of moving to St. Louis County, they then moved to uh, Maricopa County, and that probably is less convenient to get to. And then uh, you heard Vince Shamel saying that the reason uh, why Bidwell left is because Bidwell didn't want to be here. He didn't like Gussie Bush, and he let him know in a meeting that, yeah, you guys can build the stadium, but I'm not going to let beer be sold there. So you have two different versions of the story. But both McNary and Shamel agree on this. The NBA was coming to St. Louis. Or, in the case of Shamel, the NBA wanted to come to St. Louis. Uh, you hear from both Gene McNary and Vince Shamel on this topic. Here is Gene McNary talking about his meeting with NBA commissioner, he called them president, but NBA commissioner David Stern. And I went to uh, New York and met with the uh, president of the NBA at that time. They said they'd like to have a uh, team here. Expansion kind of, team? Yeah, kind of surprised me. Oh, gosh. They'd like to have I, a team. I have to tell you, I hate hearing all of this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. And, and, and it was better you know, not was, knowing this. <laughs> well, and it was uh, uh, it was kind of funny because what that's... Year, what do you, and they moved well, in 87, so probably mid-80s, I guess. Is this fair when this was going on? Mid-80s. The NBA expanded in 88. About 85. Charlotte, about, Miami, I think, then. Yeah. Well, and, and NBA uh, took in San Antonio. They, they had a franchise. I think we probably could have had that franchise. Uh, what he said there at, at the end is we probably could have had that franchise. He was talking about San Antonio, the Spurs. And so when I had Vince Shamelin, and I had Vince Shamelin uh, a couple of months later, and like I said, you can go to the Tim McKernan Show and subscribe, and you can listen to all these interviews. Um, I asked Vince Shamel about what Gene McNary had to say with regards to the Spurs. Here is what Vince Shamel has to say the night before we closed on the blues i got a call at home from the owner of the spurs oh my gosh and he said don't do this don't do this i'll bring the spurs up there i said man i got (laughs) i got bankers i got lawyers we are closing at 10 o'clock tomorrow i'm sorry i I, you know you know if you'd have called me three months ago it could have been a very different thing but you know not today. Mayor Vince Shamel telling a story that has Jackson currently weeping like he just watched a special screening of Rudy. That the owner of the San Antonio Spurs the night before St. Louis with what became uh, Mike Shanahan's group uh, buying the blues from Harry Ornest uh, called and said, don't do it. We need to talk. Uh. So, as we recap, as we head to the finish line, I don't want to say you've heard it all, because I'm still sure there are some things that are 
going to be either left out, questioned, or details that will remain private forever. But I wanted to do this show all in one hour so people could go back and podcast it as kind of a point of reference and say, hey, is that true? Oh, go back and listen to the February 9th, 2023 edition of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN podcasting, Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's podcast, and hear the story. We didn't even get into the St. Louis Rams. We didn't even get into the St. Louis Rams. But there was a set of circumstances that St. Louis, in the early 1990s, could have been the home of the St. Louis baseball Cardinals, the either St. Louis football Cardinals or New England Patriots or St. Louis Stallions, the Jaguars, and the St. Louis Blues and the St. Louis Spurs NBA franchise. Uh. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why it bothers me when we start talking about take your pick of whatever other sport or event that is coming to St. Louis and people getting excited about it. The late, great Jay Randolph Jr. had a famous segment last year in which he was in awe when he heard a broadcast report of the possibility of the excitement of the NIT Final Four coming to St. Louis. And I think Jay, with his father, having done what he did in his career and also being aware of St. Louis's great sports legacy and what St. Louis at one time was, cringes when you hear about things like that or when it's minor league sports. Because I believe this city and this region, and especially the sports fans of this region, I don't say that to placate the people, because most of the people probably aren't necessarily up with my song and dance anyway, but I'm just telling you how I see it, and how I see it, this is a great, great base of sports fans. And instead of having four teams here, all of whom I believe would be supported, we have two, and we also have the worst part of it all, the label of being terrible football fans, when in reality it was our either government officials or our short-sighted business executives, this little controlling power circle of old money in the 1980s that ran the first one out and the second one out was run out because St. Louis was essentially bent over the table, had already built a stadium and had to take whatever terms were put on the table in that hideous lease. That then brings me to this, Vince Shamel talking about the lease to the dome that then led us to the Empire Strikes Back, Stanley Steamer, the Malibu Ghost. I think some people look at it and go, oh, that clause in the lease, and I know you weren't in, but that allowed the Rams to leave was right. just... It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, I mean, that's, that's a direct yeah. way and concise way of saying I tell people very often I'm proud of the fact that I financed the stadium, but I'm more proud of the fact that I didn't sign that lease. <laughs> That's Vince Shamel talking about the lease that had the clause that allowed the steamer to take his team to Los Angeles. And now we're up to speed. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that have happened here that are bad, that are bad beats. And we know in St. Louis that it's not bad football fans. And it's a convenient narrative to just return a team to Los Angeles. And it's a much bigger market. And I understand that business part. The part I don't, I don't accept is that St. Louis was full of bad football fans. And that's the reason the Cardinals left. And that's the reason the Rams left. That was all rigged, man. That was done before anybody could do anything about it. And I understand it. I just am really uncomfortable with the label that St. Louis was a group of bad football fans. And that's the reason 
that the Rams left. Or that's the reason that the Cardinals left. So now you know the first part of the chapter. Now you know the prequel to the Rams story. And unfortunately, while it's been fun to blame Stan Kroenke for all of our problems, now you just found out a lot of it is on our own hands. We have a lot of our own blood on our own hands. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.